Hello and welcome to another week of Music Review Roulette, where each week we take a listen to three unsigned artists or bands and we tell you what we think on the spot. So let's start it off with our first song of the day. like Sunday morning I see you sleeping see the kids playing in the woods giggling drove right past Cook Street when you stole my heart doesn't look quite the same where it had started She's been seen She was here I love the journey of rediscovering you Just her life Is all I knew All my life And all my time Was ever with you Was a simple rhyme Kids grow up The sun will shine Is one and all You made my life She's been seen She was here I love the journey of rediscovering you Just your life Is all I knew Dream Old Town Her now, dream go down. She's all I know right now. now That was Dreamboat Down by Z2, a Milwaukee area group uh, in which Corey Zimmerman is kind of the lead singer-songwriter. And uh, this song in particular has a wonderful video that goes with it. Actually, 
all of the songs that are on his uh, CD, My Kind, each one has an individual um, video that goes along with it. But this one in particular um, kind of was kind of made into a short film, and it's already won a best song in a national film festival. So we will definitely put a link to it. But kind of the basis behind this, this short film is that there's an old man on a homestead and he's kind of going, going through these mundane tasks, you know, eating breakfast, three eggs a day, doing the chores around the farm, and um, he really misses having his, um, his wife there. And so um, he, he's just kind of reliving memories, and so there's parts of the song that are really beautiful and you hear these beautiful melodies, and then there's, um, you know, these times where you can... Uh, just hear the sadness in the song. And so um, I think that Corey did a really good job of surrounding himself with some amazing musicians that helped him with this, um, especially for writing this song. He, you know, he, he, he played a lead uh, guitar in the lead vocals, um, but then he had Peter Mack help him with some guitar parts, the mandolin that you heard in there, the slide bass. Um, Joe Height did some backing vocals. And then, of course, what made the whole thing um, where you hear all the ups and downs was the, the cello, and that was done by Peter Thomas. Um, so really beautiful. He did a great job of pulling out those, um, th those really high, beautiful melodies in the, in the parts where he's remembering the good times and then really um, pulled out the... Um, the emotion. Yeah. And I, I think it was actually uh, May Bloomfield, uh, Jason Mraz's cello player, that did the track. I think uh, Peter is on the score. So he did the, uh, he probably wrote the parts. Is that right? And then uh, May Bloomfield actually played the, the cello lines, which was amazing. Um, and uh, they've got uh, the bass player and singer of Chicago, uh, Jason Sheff, on here. It's just amazing the level of talent um that they've got um you should see this video too there's there's a video like thea said for every song and as we were watching this i just realized like how you know how talented Corey is at uh both music and um just art and uh the videography um so um <clears throat> the song every single dollar uh, that's raised is um, donated to this time tomorrow, uh, which is Corey's foundation to help uh, people with cancer. Um, we've been to uh, what three or four of the the uh, benefits. Yeah. So what he does is he has a song called "This Time Tomorrow," yeah. and each year um, a different artist <coughs> recreates it in their own style, and then um, the money raised from from the sale of the song and all these fundraisers and these things that he does goes back to help those in need in, in the area. So, you know, people going through some pretty big health um, issues like cancer can, it can be very overwhelming emotionally. And so then when you also add the stress of, you know, the financial burden that goes along with all those medical bills, you know, this is a great foundation that does some really uh, wonderful things for people in need. They show up kind of and surprise them on their doorstep and, and give them this money. And people are always just so overcome and overwhelmed because um, it's such a, rel a relief. Yeah, that's the coolest part, uh, watching those videos where they just show up on the doorstep and they're not expecting anybody to, you know, give them this, this money and help. And it's not only the money, it's just um, sort of 
a relief. I mean, you're going through so much and there's so much stress on your, your body and your health and uh, your mind. So it's just, uh, you know, to have that support both financially and also just knowing that there's so many people out there who have your back and we're just, you know, everybody's trying to help one another and make the world a little bit of a better place. And Corey is making a, a lot of, um, a lot of impact on a lot of people's lives. Um, so thanks so much, Corey, for sharing this song with us and for doing all the stuff that you do. Um, yeah. so make sure you, you check out this album, uh, CoreyZimmerman.com and specifically, um, check out Dreamboat down. This video yeah. is on there. Um, uh, but check them out on, um, where is it available? iTunes, um, at the website thistimetomorrow.org. All of that money goes back to the foundation. So yeah. um, please, if you like it, take a listen and give them a donation. Do it. All right, for this next track, we've got something a little bit different. Um, we actually were sent uh, some commentary. So we're going to play that first from Eric. He is the uh, songwriter of of this next song so take a listen to this and then we're gonna listen to the track and then we'll come back later to give our uh our interpretation or review all right hey everybody eric here aka sir ocean nerd uh, i put an ep out of some songs i'd written a couple months ago and the song that you either just heard or are about to hear, I'm not sure what order this is gonna go in, um, it's called Amy from 1983. It's the second track on, on my EP. Um, so I was just gonna give a little backstory on the track. Um, Recording-wise, uh, this was probably the most recent song I've written. Some of the songs on the EP I wrote several years ago, and usually songs take me quite a while to finish um, writing and then coming up with a concept for like music to go with it. Um, usually those things I kind of write separately. This one was different. Uh, I wrote it like in one sitting, <laughs> in one night. Um, so that's pretty rare, but pretty cool when it happens. Um, I, I wrote it initially on, uh, it was just going to be like an acoustic piano song, um, which is obviously a lot different than what the finished product wound up being. Um, I actually have a clip, I think, here I can splice in of, um, like, the original, like, rough demo, um, that I, when I first wrote it. So, um, let me get that in here for you guys. So, take a listen. Here's what the original, uh, version sounded like. You're the reason why I didn't end it all. You were the voice that helped me see it. As you can tell, uh, definitely like super stripped down. A lot different than the the produced track. Uh, has a, even a little, like a little bit of a swing to it. Um, but yeah, I decided to just kind of beef it up production wise and go with a more. The whole EP really has a more vibey synth 
like 80s synth pop kind of sound to it. Um, but I did uh, write, record, arrange, play all the music, all the parts, um, with the exception of one song that is a cover song. So I clearly did not write that, but did put my own little flavor on it. And the electric guitar work on this track um, had a buddy help me out with that particular part as well. So that's a little bit about the recording process for that song. Lyrically, um, I don't get into talking about lyrics too much, but um, the basic kind of like starting point for this song lyrically, uh, I was thinking about the idea of uh, parasocial relationships, which are like the relationships that we have with people we've never met. So like if, for instance, if a, if a film or a song or something affects you in a certain way, you have a, an attachment or a, a relationship with that um, actor, actress, uh, singer, whoever. And, you know, I was thinking about that. It's just, it's kind of funny because these people, the, this work can affect us so deeply and we've never met the person. And I just think that's a very interesting idea. Uh, especially for my own personal life. I've had, obviously, songs, as I'm sure many of you, songs or singers that have really impacted me uh, at certain points in my life and been really meaningful to me. So this song is about that. It's about a singer that has been and continues to be very impactful and meaningful to me, and I've never met the person, which is just very interesting to me. So that's that song. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you want to find find me on social media, I'm at Sir Ocean Nerd for uh, music stuff. For non-music stuff, I'm at Cold Folds. And yeah, like I said, I hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, hit me up on the internets if you have any other questions or whatever. Um, I'm not going to be playing any live shows with this music. There's no plan to, to do that as of right now. That may change, but I will be writing more music and releasing it. So stay tuned for that. Thanks. Myself away. 
set off on my own to see who I'd become. Nineteen years of guilt and shame fell back ahead and run. When I felt that no one knew me, I'd pull you off the shelf. And while you'd sing to me, I'd finally see that I didn't know myself. That helped me see it all I poured myself over you Three fingers high For all the shit that we've been through You poured your soul over me Showed me your pain And all the things that from 1983 by the Milwaukee group um, Sir Ocean Nerd, or <laughs> a.k.a. Eric Anderson. Um, I actually met Eric uh, playing keys for uh, Zach Petrini. And so when I heard he was doing the side project, um, I really was curious to, to see how this turned out and uh, what a different style um, from where I've seen him play before. This definitely, this album has uh, an... 80s synth pop feel to it, uh, very 80s, and uh, I love uh, kind of where you took it. Um, as he mentioned, he wrote all the parts, he um, recorded all of it, um, with the exception of his friend Jared. He asked Jared to do the the guitar solo in that song, and so he he and, told and him, "Boy, did he! Oh right, nailed it! Awesome. Dude, nailed it! He told him to imagine the song was on the Top Gun soundtrack." <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I think he nailed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see Tom Cruise, you know, in this video. With the glasses. Oh, man. Totally. (laughs) No, but anyways, um, you know, I think you need to extend that song a little bit longer and also put in a sax solo because, um, but I just like how, you know, it's very thought out 80s style. I love the, the, the synth sound, um, you know, those, those melodies in the background with the, um, piano and even the melody line of, of how this song, um, was written is very 80s style. You you did a great job, Eric. (laughs) It was, yeah, so different. Uh, as Thea said, we saw, Eric playing with uh, Zach Petrini and right off I knew the guy was talented he was singing backups like crazy and um, just playing some really complicated stuff on the piano um, I, I had no idea he had his own album out so this is really a very different type of music than than we know Eric for uh, but man I mean that kind of shows you just how talented the guy is so um 80s music is that's definitely that's my that's my vibe i love it um and this song totally yeah brought me back so i could see like playing video games at the arcade here you know just as a kid (laughs) playing some centipede and listening to this in the background you know um good stuff uh thanks so much eric really appreciate it yeah and actually he mentioned um it's written about a parasocial relationship. Oh, that's right. So as he was discussing that, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to that, especially as we listen to musicians who, you know, pour out their soul and um, talk about their feelings. And, um, you know, I've mentioned it before. Sometimes it's uh, it's a great way for other people to be able to relate or deal with difficult situations. Um by using music, and um, it sounds like that's kind of what happened here with Eric, is he got through some pretty tough times um, with a, a singer-songwriter um, who um, just, it, it, it touched him, and so it helped him get through some stuff. And, you know, it's funny because uh, today, on a long drive back from Minneapolis, um, we were riding in a car that had... Uh, um, a CD player, and that's what we had to use to, to listen to music. So I busted out all my old CDs, and um, my friend Adrian was in the front, and he was kind of being the, the DJ, and he pulled out an album. As he does. As he always does. He always... Random <laughs> Sorry, weird Adrian. stuff. Oh, no, yeah. we love you, Adrian. But random weird stuff, and he pulled out this album that immediately brought me back to college days. It was the Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, Sarah McLachlan CD. And man, a myriad of things ran through my head. But that was um, an album that got me through some pretty tough times in college. It's also the album that I learned how to play guitar and sing on and really get over that um, being able to play in front of other people. And um, so... You know, Sarah Which, McLaughlin is kind of my uh, my parasocial relationship yeah. when we're talking about a, a musician. So um, I can very much relate to to what you went through here, Eric. And I think a lot of a lot of songwriters have people that come up to them and talk to them about how their song touched them and inspired them. And so um, hopefully, your song will do that to some of our listeners today. It's funny how music works too, because I wasn't really into Sarah McLaughlin. I didn't listen to her too much until I met you. And then I would listen to that all the time. So uh, I just remember listening to it in the car. And my favorite song was Ice Cream. Mm -hmm. And I saw you do that song. It was at some club in Eau Claire. You were playing solo. 
but it was just like, oh my gosh, I love this song so much. And you were doing it. So it, it brings me right back to college because mm-hmm. of you. So it's funny how music does that. And if I wouldn't have met you or been introduced to her on such a deeper level, I probably wouldn't associate those times with Sarah McLaughlin. It'd probably be like Skank and Pickle or something. <laughs> Which is good, too. <laughs> That's good, too. All right. All right, cool. With that, let's move on to our third and final song of the day.
That was Ruins by the Milwaukee group Collections of Colonies of Bees. And these guys uh, are from Milwaukee and have done some really amazing things. Um, Actually, the group kind of formed back in 1998 um, with uh, Rosenau and Mueller. um, And they wanted to explore acoustic music that was rooted um, in American folk and bluegrass but through using uh, modern electronics. Um, and so they've really developed over the years, but uh, what I really love about this song, Ruins in particular, is, um, you know, this is like a six or seven minute song. Mm-hmm. So they don't stick to the normal um, pop you know, format or song structure format. I mean, they really push their boundaries in songwriting in the instruments that they use, um, even in the space that they use. You know, mm-hmm. the drums don't even come in 
very much until they do this build and it's this long so slow build and it it really does build so when you know that the strumming of those guitars happen and the vocals come back in it's very dramatic you don't need tons of instruments to do that it's using um, the space in the song to make the dynamics which i think is um, very very smart yeah john mueller uh the drummer he does his own stuff and it's very uh artistic in the way that he plays it's it's not drums as a drum set it's drums as an orchestra he sort of conducts the drums instead of bashing or playing them of course sometimes he does bash but i think he uses that as like a texture or a color more than um you know, a way of playing um yeah, we've gotten the opportunity to see collections of colonies of bees uh, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably, opening for our old college buddy uh, Justin Vernon, who also goes by Bonavere. Um, and that okay, so it was at the Bradley Center, which usually sounds like the bottom of a bathtub, you know, just very echoey and um, you know muddy. And this was one of the best sounding concerts I've ever heard. Um, just overall ever and it was in such a huge room and people were just so quiet you could hear a pin drop and I think um, you know their music it kind of gets you into that meditative state of mind just the uh, the repetition um, it just you know it calms your mind Um, and I I love the build and the progress and um, you know how everything seems so simple and then it it builds to this sort of big, huge sort of um, sound, you know, out of nowhere. You don't even realize it, and you're tapping your foot along. You're like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. It really, you know, it, it evolves. I would yeah. say it's evolving music. Yeah, and, you know, these guys have been a part of many different groups over time. Um, you know, Collection of Colonies Bees has also been... Um, and members have been in other groups like... Um, Pele, uh, you know, Steve had mentioned uh, Bonnie Vare, so Justin Vernon has played with some of these uh, musicians in Volcano Choir. Uh, Nick Sanborn, um, who's currently in Sylvanesso, uh, was part of the group at, at, at some point. And so um, they've come together, and, and Mariella Alschwang um, is the vocalist, uh, the female vocalist on this uh, full length album, which is called Hawaii. Um, and uh, them all together just it sounds amazing it's a you know experimental pop um wonderfulness and they're mm-hmm. they're actually going on tour with uh Sylvanesso. so make sure that you uh check them out although many of their dates are sold out they're pretty I, much all except for what three a couple in august and uh. september so they are on tour with Sylvanesso. they'll be going to minneapolis they'll be in milwaukee at the paps theater you're very lucky if you got tickets because i tried um they will be you know in chicago all of those are sold out so there's some special shows coming up that uh you want to check out their website and see if you can try to get to um because these other shows show, sold these other <laughs> good lord shows shows thank you are sold out um and if you have not seen them uh, I very much recommend that you take the time and go see them. So um, it is an experience that um, will make you change your thinking on how music is done. <laughs> they do an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. And you need to see them in person, like Thea said. Um, 
just for the dancing. Mm-hmm. I think Marielle's uh, just dancing. I think that contributes to the sound, actually, and just kind of the overall vibe. You can tell they're loving what they're doing. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that will do it for this week's Music Review Roulette. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we do this every week, and we are also uh, published on the Shop FM every Monday morning. They uh, stream our show out. And also we have a new way to hear our show, and that's by uh, The Unknown Radio. Check them out at unknownradio.com, and uh, they will be streaming us uh, Sunday nights. So check it out there. It's online wherever you hear streaming music. Also subscribe on um, Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you don't miss an episode. And that'll do it. Oh, also, if you want your song reviewed by us, just give us an email at musicreviewroulette at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye.